implement the laws of Sharia. It is for this reason Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala states in the Quran Kareem, لَقَدْ كَانَ لَكُمْ فِي رَسُولِ اللَّهِ أُسْوَةٌ حَسَنَةٌ Indeed, for you in the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is a beautiful example. لِمَنْ كَانَ يَرْجُ اللَّهَ وَالْيَوْمَ الْآخِرَةِ وَذَكَرَ اللَّهَ كَثِيرًا For that person who has hope in meeting Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and who remembers Allah in abundance. So in the footsteps of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, in the beautiful lifestyle of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, is an excellent example for us to follow. So one is we understand the importance of following the life of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in aspects of our ibadat, whether it be in the way we perform our salah, the way we discharge our zakat, the way we, we fast in the month of Ramadan, and the way we perform our hajj. Similarly, we should follow Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in aspects pertaining to the character of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The way Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam conducted the way Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam interacted with others, the way he dealt with others, and more specifically, the manner in which Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam interacted with his respected wives. To understand the importance of this, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has mentioned, خَيْرُكُمْ خَيْرُكُمْ لِأَهْلِ That the best of you is the one who is best to his wife. وَأَنَا خَيْرُكُمْ لِأَهْلِ And I am the best of you to my wives. So here, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in this hadith has explained to us who is the best person. That the best person is that person who is best in his treatment towards his wife. And then Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, despite being the epitome of humility, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam explains what is the reality as, a, as an encouragement for his followers to follow in his footsteps. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam then says that I am the best of you towards my wives. So the best person to gauge one's character, the way one's, one interacts, one deals with others, is one's family and the woman in the home. As Aisha radiallahu ta'ala was once asked, what is the way Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam conducted in secrecy in the privacy of his home? In one narration, she mentions, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was the most noble of people and he was the most lenient of people. And then she further goes on to say, كَانَ رَجُلًا مِنْ رِجَالِكُمْ Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was like an ordinary person. He was like a man from amongst you. Ordinary person. No different to any person. إِلَّا أَنَّهُ كَانَ ضَحَّاكًا بَسَّامًا Yes, however, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was extremely cheerful and he was always smiling. So that was the general condition of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that he would always have this cheerful appearance. And these are the qualities that are explained of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in the confines of the home. In another narration, as Aisha radiallahu anha was asked, <clears throat> how was the akhlaq in the character of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam within the home? So she highlighted some of the qualities. Firstly, she says, كَانَ أَحْسَنَ النَّاسِ خُلُقًا Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was the best of people in character. Whether it be out of the home, whether it be within the home. This is something that Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala himself testified to the character of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in the Quran. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks of the character of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. وَإِنَّكَ لَعَلَىٰ خُلُقٍ عَظِيمٍ That indeed you, O Nabi, o Nabi of Allah, are upon a very high pedestal of character. So that was the akhlaq of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And Aisha radiallahu anha is describing the akhlaq of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam within the home. And she says that Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam had the best character. And she then highlighted some of the things that Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was extremely careful regarding. لم يكن فاحشا ولا متفحشا Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was never immodest 
indecent or vulgar and nor was he a person who would resemble or try to resemble and imitate someone who is vulgar and immoral would never raise his voice in the marketplace in other words even in that place where people normally raise their voices even in that environment Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam would not raise his voice if in that environment Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam would not raise his voice then how much more cautious would Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam be out of the out of the marketplace within the home wala yajzi bi sayyati mislaha and Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam never took revenge or recompensed any evil with another evil deed walakin ya'fu wa yasfah however nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam would always forgive and he would overlook so this was the trait and the outstanding akhlaq of nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam within the home in another narration she explains regarding nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam that nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam would serve himself whatever needs he had he would not demand of others to fulfill his needs but rather he would be in the khidmat of himself in fact in another narration it is mentioned that nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam would in fact be in the service of his family he would tend to their needs he would serve them so despite being the greatest of allah's creation despite being the nabi of allah nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam was not demanding he did not demand of others in the home to fulfill his needs but rather nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam not only did he fulfill his own needs but he also assisted others in fulfilling the the chores of the home on one occasion nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam addressed aisha radhiyallahu ta'ala anha and nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam mentioned to her that oh aisha i know when you become upset with me and i know when you are pleased with me so aisha radhiyallahu anha was amazed and she asked nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam Ya Nabi of Allah how are you able to discern this so then Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam explained that when you are happy with me then you are then you take an oath if the need be you take an oath by saying by the rub of Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam and if you are displeased with me then you take an oath by saying by the rub of Ibrahim alaihi salam so as Aisha radhiyallahu anha she laughed it off and she said oh Nabi of Allah what you have said is the truth but i only omit your name and your love is still in my heart So from here the ulama explained that we find here Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam did not rebuke her or did not reprimand her for her adopting this approach Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam did not consider this a form of disrespect but Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam allowed his respected wives to have a normal relationship with him as explained from the previous previous qualities of Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam within the home we can well imagine what a cheerful environment nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam had created within the home and how easy going he would be not only would he be easy going he would help and assist others once nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam was with hazrat aisha radhiyallahu ta'ala anha and it was her turn and when nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam came home after isha then after removing his upper garment and preparing to rest nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam placed his shoes at his close to his bedside and then nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam retired to bed after some time as aisha radhiyallahu anha explains nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam assumed that i had fallen asleep and got up upon wake awakening aisha radhiyallahu anha says i feared that nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam would go to one of his other wives so when nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam got up very silently he put he put on his upper garment very silently he put on his shoes and very silently opened the door and left Immediately Aisha radhiyallahu anha adorns her clothing and she now goes in pursuit of Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam and finally she finds Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam in the graveyard of Baqi 
Nabi sallallahu was standing raising his hands and making dua and after noticing that Nabi sallallahu is about to depart Aisha radiallahu quickly hastens her departure and she just returns in time before Nabi sallallahu and she quickly quickly retires to bed when Nabi sallallahu reaches home Nabi sallallahu notices that she is breathing heavily Nabi sallallahu asks her that oh Aisha why are you breathing heavily? So Aisha radiallahu anha responds that it is nothing. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa tells her and insists that you will definitely inform me or the know of the secrets Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will inform me. So then Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha explained that O Nabi of Allah, I had feared that you would leave me and you would go to one of your other wives. So Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa nudges her and Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa tells her that do you think that Allah and His Rasul will oppress you? And then Nabi told her that when I had retired to bed, Jibreel came to me and Jibreel gave me the instruction to go to Baqi, to the graveyard of Baqi and seek forgiveness for its inhabitants. Therefore, I left, this, I left my home and I dislike to awaken you, to not inconvenience you, to break your sleep or to make you afraid that perhaps you will be concerned in my absence in the darkness of the night. Subhanallah, in this incident, numerous, in, numerous lessons of consideration Nabi wasallam showed for his respected wife. One is when Nabi wasallam got up, very silently he woke up, so as to not inconvenience her, so as to not break her sleep. Then Nabi wasallam did not inform her of his reason to go and, and, and awaken her, Perhaps she would be afraid in his absence and she would feel lonely. So Nabi displayed the utmost level of consideration. Aisha mentions that Nabi would always express his love. She says, when I would be in the condition of Hayyib and I would drink from a utensil and I would pass that utensil to Nabi he would search for that spot where I had placed my mouth and he would place his Mubarak lips on that very same spot. Similarly, when I would eat from any, any bone, any piece of meat, and I would pass that bone to Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he would search for the very same spot and place his Mubarak lips at that spot. So it is obvious that Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam was doing this in a very intentional and obvious manner to create, to increase that bond between himself and his respected wife, Azra Aisha radiallahu anha. And like this, there are many other incidents of where Nabi sallallahu expressed his love and showed his love to his wives. On this note, at the time of meals, this is a very great sunnah of Nabi sallallahu and this is something very, very beneficial to increase the bond that we have with our spouses. That the time of meals should be a time of happiness. It should be a time where we express our, our love, our happiness and appreciation to them. It was the sunnah of Nabi sallallahu when it came to food, that if he liked to eat anything, then he would eat of it. But if he disliked eat it, to eat something, then he would refrain from eating. But not once did he ever find fault with any food. So this was the outstanding quality of Nabi ﷺ. Neither would he find fault in the food, nor would he find fault in the one who prepared the food. So this is something that can be a means, a great means of increasing that relationship and love that we have between our spouses. Then. The level of Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam responding to and appreciating the gestures of love. Aisha radiallahu anha on one occasion was busy knitting, and Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam was busy mending his shoe. So here we also learn that Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam, as explained already, would attend to his needs himself. 
he would not demand of his wife or his family member to leave their work and fulfill his needs. But Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam was busy attending to his shoe himself. While in this condition, <coughs> Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam noticed that Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha was staring at him. So Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam asked her that, Oh Aisha, what amazes you? What are you staring at? So Aisha radiallahu anha mentioned that, Oh Nabi of Allah, I noticed that there were some beads of perspiration on your forehead. And from these beads of perspiration, there was a light and a nur that was emitting. And at that moment, I remembered the poetry of Abul Kabir al-Hudali. And I said that if Abul Kabir al-Hudali, I thought to myself that if Abul Kabir al-Hudali was alive today, then he would understand that the poetry that he had composed was actually befitting to you entirely. And then Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam asked Aisha radiallahu anha, what are these lines or these couplets that you are referring to? Aisha radiallahu anha then began to recite these couplets. One of them was, وَإِذَا نَظَرْتَ إِلَىٰ أَسِرَّةِ وَجِهِ بَلَقَدْ كَبَرْقِ الْعَارِضِ الْمُتَهَلِّلِ That when you look at the lines on his forehead, then it is illuminating, it illuminates like the shining of that of that cloud which has been struck by thunder, by lightning. So when Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam heard these lines, these couplets, and Aisha radiallahu anha is showing her love and kindness and compassion to Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam capitalizes on this occasion and he goes up to Aisha radiallahu anha and he kisses her on her forehead and he tells her, O oh Aisha, may Allah reward you well on behalf of me. Today, I am more pleased with you than you are pleased with me. Imagine the Nabi of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. This was the level of love and compassion he showed and the appreciation for the words and the gestures of kindness. We can well imagine what effect it would have had to the heart of Aisha radiallahu anha, how elated and happy she would have been upon hearing these words of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So this is very, very important that when our spouse shows us some love, some compassion, and some words of praise, then we should also reciprocate and also return the favor, also show that love, because that is a means of increasing the bond. Allah forbid when those words of praise and words of love go on deaf ears, then over time it will kill the spirit and the enthusiasm to please the spouse. And then it will become a formal relationship. And then those words of praise will now be replaced with words of insults. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us the ability to bring these blessed qualities of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in our lives and grant us the relationship that Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam shared with his respected wives. Grant us that same relationship and grant us the ability to follow in the footsteps of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Wa akhiru da'wana an alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar Ashhadu an la ilaha illallah Ashhadu an la ilaha illallah Ashhadu anna Muhammadar Rasulullah أشهد أن محمد رسول الله حي على الصلاة
الحمد لله علي ذات عظيم صفات سمي سمات كبير الشان جليل القدير في ذكر مطائل من جليل البرهان فخيم الاسم غزيل العلم وسيل الحلم كثير الغفران جميل الثناء جزيل العطاء مجيب الدعاء يميم الاحسان سريع الحساب شديد العقاب اليم العذاب عزيز السلطان ونشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد ان سيدنا مولانا محمد عبده ورسوله المبعوث للاحمر والاسود المنعوت بشرح الصدر ورفع الذكر صلى الله عليه وعلى اله واصحابه نجوم الطريق الامم اما بعد فيا ايها الناس وحدوا الله فان التوحيد راس الطاعات واتقوا الله فان التقوى ملاك الحسنات وعليكم السنه فان السنه تهدي للاطاعه ومن اطاع الله ورسوله فقد رشد واهتدى واياكم البدع فان البدع تهدي للمعصيه ومن يعص الله ورسوله فقد ضل وغوى وعليكم الاحسان فان الله يحب المحسنين ولا تحب الدنيا فتكون من الخاسرين الا وان نفسا لن تموت حتى تستكمل رزقها فاتقوا الله واجمنوا في الطلب وتوكلوا عليه فان الله يحب المتوكلين ودعوه فان ربكم مجيب الداعين واستغفروه يمددكم باموال وبنين اعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم وقال ربكم ادعوني استجب لكم ان الذين يستكبرون عن عبادتي سيدخلون جهنم داخرين بارك الله بارك الله لنا ولكم في القران العظيم ونفعنا واياكم بما فيه من الايات والذكر الحكيم اقول قولي هذا واستغفر الله لي ولكم ولسائر المسلمين من كل ذنب فاستغفروه انه هو الغفور الرحيم الحمد لله الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له ونشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد ان سيدنا ومولانا محمد عبده ورسوله ارسله بالحق بشيرا ونذيرا بين يدي الساعه من يطع الله ورسوله فقد رشد ومن يعصهما فانه لا يضر الا نفسه ولا يضر الله شيئا اعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم ان الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا ايها الذين امنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل على محمد عبدك ورسوله وصل على المؤمنين وبارك على محمد وازواجه وذريته قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم ارحم امتي بامتي ابو بكر رضي الله تعالى عنه واشدهم في امر الله عمر رضي الله تعالى عنه واصدقهم حيان عثمان رضي الله تعالى عنه واقضاهم علي رضي الله تعالى عنه وفاطمه سيده نساء اهل الجنه رضي الله تعالى عنها والحسن والحسين سيدا شباب اهل الجنه رضي الله تعالى عنهما وحمزه اسد الله واسد رسوله رضي الله تعالى عنه اللهم اغفر للعباس وولده مغفره ظاهره وباطنه لا تغادر ذنبا رضي الله تعالى عنهم وعن كل الصحابه اجمعين الله الله في اصحابي لا تتخذوهم غرضا من بعدي فمن احبهم فبحبي احبهم ومن ابغضهم فببغضي ابغضهم وخير امتي قرني ثم الذين يلونهم ثم الذين يلونهم ربنا اتنا في الدنيا حسنه وفي الاخره حسنه وقنا عذاب النار عباد الله رحمكم الله ان الله يامر بالعدل والاحسان وايتاء ذي القربى وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي يعظكم لعلكم تذكرون فاذكروني اذكركم واشكروا لي ولا تكفرون اني انشد لو صف ستيت يعني جبس الله اكبر الله اكبر الله أكبر الحمد لله رب العالمين 
الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين والضحى والليل إذا سجى ما ودعك ربك وما قلى وللآخرة خير لك من الأولى ولسوف يعطيك ربك فترضى ألم يجدك يتيما فآوى ووجدك ضالا فهدى ووجدك عائلا فأغنى فأما اليتيم فلا تقهر وأما السائل فلا تنهر وأما بنعمة ربك فحدث الله أكبر سمع الله لمن حمده الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين ألم نشرح لك صدرك ووضعنا عنك وزرك الذي أنقض ظهرك ورفعنا لك ذكرك فإن مع العسر يسرا إن مع العسر يسرا فإذا فرغت فانصب وإلى ربك فارغب الله أكبر سمع الله لمن حمده الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر السلام عليكم ورحمة الله السلام عليكم ورحمة الله الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين سيدنا ونبينا وشفعنا وحبيبنا ولنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين ربنا ظلمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد صلاة تنجينا بها من جميع الأهوال والآفات وتقضي لنا بها جميع الحاجات وتطهرنا بها من جميع السيئات وترفعنا بها عندك أعلى الدرجات وتبلغنا بها أقصى الغايات من جميع الخيرات في الحياة وبعد الممات إنك على كل شيء قدير ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار اللهم إنا نسلك العفو والعافية والمعافاة الدائمة في الدين والدنيا والآخرة والفوز بالجنة والنجاة من النار اللهم أصلح لنا شأننا كله ولا تكلنا إلى أنفسنا طرفة عين اللهم اكفنا بحلالك عن حرامك وأغننا بفضلك عمن سواك اللهم انصر المسلمين في كل مكان اللهم انصر المسلمين المستضعفين في فلسطين وفي كل مكان اللهم أعز الإسلام والمسلمين اللهم أعز الإسلام والمسلمين ودمر أعداك أعداء الدين اللهم خالف بين كلمتهم وزلزل أقدامهم ودمر ديارهم وامحو آثارهم 
وأنزل بهم بأسك الذي لا ترده عن القوم المجرمين اللهم إنا نسألك من خير ما سألك منه نبيك محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من شر ما استعاذك منه نبيك محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم أنت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم ربنا تقبل منا إنك أنت السميع العليم وتب علينا إنك أنت التواب الرحيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين